Congratulations to Chargers superstar quarterback Justin Herbert for winning the MVP award at the 2023 Bolties. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven years, but this is our fifth year as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And today is a very special episode because it is the third annual Bolty Awards. And we know it's a terrible name, but that's part of the fun. And we're getting into our MVP, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year. And we'll also be getting into the biggest surprise and the biggest, most improved player, as well as the best free agent signing and best rookie this year. And then we'll have some fun because we also have the clown of the year award that we have to get to as well as some other fun stuff. I mean, like most satisfying game to watch and much more. But today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. David, the chargers had a disappointing end to their season, but in a lot of ways, right? They ended up fighting through and making the playoffs. And there were some positives to take away from it, even in a disappointing year. But, I think that Justin Herbert, even though he always wins the MVP award, wins it this year for different reasons. I mean, I think that even with a down season as far as his statistics, right, his career low and some of his numbers, did it with so much less than we had ever seen him do it with, right? I know Mike Williams and Keenan Allen had missed some time in his first two seasons, but he never had the combination of both of those guys missing such significant time and just the other things he had to deal with within the Chargers offense. So Justin Herbert, more than ever, I mean, it's still blank check. It's still all of the things we thought about him going into this season. Yes, you'd like to see a little bit more development, but there's no other way to do that at this point other than trying to find something new, new offense coordinator and all that, but still easily, David, the MVP of this team. Absolutely. I think we did see some development because part of playing in the NFL is playing with injuries and playing through injuries. And Justin Herbert played through a major injury this season with that fractured rib cartilage really tested, you know, his metal tested who he was inside, obviously tested him physically and mentally. And he was still able to take his team to the playoffs this season. Still over 4,700 passing yards, 25 touchdowns. And he did that all with, you know, no left tackle, no right tackle for parts of the season. Wide receiver one down, wide receiver two down. And that's just scratching the surface. And also still authored five game-winning drives this season. Uh, So you got to give credit to Justin Herbert. Not the, you know, crazy statistical season that we have come accustomed to expect from Justin Herbert. But he did everything he could with everything that he had, despite all of the things that was working against him. It's hard to show growth through adversity. It's hard to look like you're getting better when everything around you is getting worse. And in a lot of ways that happened for Justin Herbert this season, even though the team ended up with the most wins that they've had in the last three years, right? In their first playoff appearance. But for Justin Herbert, I think the biggest thing you can really say is just, if you don't have this dude, the Chargers are probably a five win team this year. We've seen seasons go off the rails injuries wise. And this one was up there with some of the worst Chargers injury seasons. And that's saying a lot. 
Justin yeah. Herbert, right? Yes, he can improve. Still solidified himself as what a top five, top four quarterback in the NFL Absolutely. as far as, you know, in my opinion. I think he's still everything I thought he was going into this year. But he also showed that he can fight through it, stay even killed, fight through injury, be tough. And I think some of those numbers are really going to explode when he has a fully healthy season, especially the rushing numbers, rushing touchdowns, career low this year, obviously, because yeah. he wasn't running with fractured rib cartilage. And that makes right. sense. But I do think there's some of those numbers where, yeah, the yards are still there. You'd like to see the yards per attempt come up. You'd like to yes. see a couple other things, right? And I think that'll help. But still taking care of the football, too. Decreased his interceptions by five interceptions this year. Yeah. And a lot of those weren't his fault. A lot of his last year weren't his fault either. He still had the league in turnover-worthy plays. Even Seems like he, he leads the league on tip pass interceptions, man, and just oh, he never does. fails. Yeah, 100% he does. But he's not the offensive player of the year, even though he does get the Bolte Award for the MVP. He's the MVP. So he gets that award. It's time to give our offensive player of the year Bolte Award, David. And if it's not Justin Herbert, who is it? Well, obviously, it's Austin Eckler. <laughs> Austin Eckler is the only choice for offensive player of the year because he is absolutely everywhere and he does everything and he played 17 games yeah. this season. He stayed healthy, 1,637 all-purpose yards for Austin Eckler, Career led high. the NFL in touchdowns, scored with a whopping 18. That is 38 <laughs> touchdowns in the last two seasons. He is an absolute scoring machine it just does not matter he is the model of consistency year in and year out oh by the way he broke the chargers record for receptions in a season with 107 i mean what what can you say about austin eckler that we have not already said he is just one of the true playmakers in the nfl and i think you did it with not a lot of help the fact that he averaged four and a half yards per carry behind a you know a line that wasn't run blocking well this season and just a rushing unit that wasn't very good is super impressive and i don't even think the chargers really utilized him as best as they could in no. the passing game i mean one of his lowest years as far as yards per catch this season just because it was so much just jump dump off to him and the screen yeah. game was terrible i mean he gets a couple more blocks on you know five to ten screens throughout the season i mean he's probably you know 850 receiving yards because like that's yeah. how many times he was close to breaking one instead too many modest gains i think from him too willing to not use him as a vertical threat at all yeah i think that's one of Didn't the parts split him out strong. wide enough no i mean even like the wheel routes and stuff like that i mean that is something austin Eckler's always been deadly he's good, got really right? good hands and man. that takes some time too like having somebody yeah. running out and then have to go up on a sure. wheel route takes more time to develop but still i mean we didn't see him used as best as we can see him as a receiver and i think that showed up in the stats Either way, absolutely the offensive player of the year. 38 touchdowns, 18 this year. The fact that 18 isn't his career high in touchdowns is crazy. But career That's, high in yards from scrimmage. Longest touchdown of his career this year, 72 yards. That was great. Yards, Saw that baby. one in person. 915 yes. rushing yards. I thought yeah. last year would be the closest we would see him get to 1,000. He actually beat that this year. Still didn't make the Pro Bowl, which is just absolutely insane. But he just is a Travis Bolte Award for the offensive player of the year. What about the defensive player of the year, David? I think it's Derwin James. Uh, I, I know it's the obvious choice. In 14 games, 115 tackles. He always fills up the stat sheet. Four sacks, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, second team all pro, pro bowl. I know people were wondering at one point whether the defense was better without him. That's dumb. He also had the moment of the season probably against the Chiefs, pile driving Travis Kelsey into the ground and probably even Absolutely. forcing a fumble, right? But to me, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Derwin James is the Chargers defensive player of the year. He wins this year's Balti Award from me. 
Hey, I like that choice, and and I don't think that's a, a wrong answer there. But that is not my choice like for defensive player. I am, I am going to go with somebody different, and that someone is going to be Drew Tranquil. I think Drew Tranquil was everywhere for the Chargers on defense. I definitely feel like he put it all together. He was healthy. He played all seventeen games this season. One hundred and forty-six tackles. He was absolutely everywhere. He was a vacuum cleaner as far as ta- a tackler. Five sacks, which five sacks as a middle linebacker is insane. I feel like he was so productive whenever he was tasked with getting after the quarterback. And it was fun to watch, too. Like, it was just him getting shot out of a cannon and just annihilating. I mean, he uh, you don't really see him, you know, people really get a clean hit on a quarterback as often as I feel like Drew Tranquil got a clean hit on the quarterback. And, you know, that just speaks to his ability. Also got an interception and a forced fumble. So you look across the stat sheet, you see Drew Tranquil's name pretty much all over it. His fingerprints were all over this defense. That is why he is my defensive player of the year. He had his Kazir White season, right? He had his Cinderella season and both of them in contract years and made himself kind of an invaluable part. And really, even though I don't think the linebackers were a strength for the Chargers this season, I mean, he definitely was a bright spot on the defense. I mean, was everywhere, played a factor in all parts of the defense. And I do think was their best blitzer. I think he probably surpassed Derwin James as the Chargers' best blitzer, though it's close. I mean, Derwin James is still a freak, different kind of athleticism. But with how much he was doing it and the production that he had there, I think it was one of the Chargers' best blitzes was using Drew Tranquil, and he got home a lot there. But I think that's a a worthy candidate. I still think it's Derwin, but I can understand going there. And that's not the end of the Bolte Awards. We have a lot more to get into, including the free agent signing of the year. There's a few really good ones. The most improved player might have been the hardest choice that we had to make this year. And then we also have the best draft pick, which might be a later round draft pick than we're used to talking about with guys like Rashawn Slater and Justin Herbert and Joey Bosa in the past might be a little bit later this year, diamond in the rough. And we're going to get in that. But before we get back to the bolties, I do need to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by price picks. Price picks is my number one daily fantasy app. And with price picks, all you have to do is pick two to five players. And if those players go more or less than their price picks projections, you win up to 25 times your money on your entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections of during the playoffs. I know I've just been looking and seeing where I could find the best matchups. You don't have to pick a lineup or anything like that. It's just you versus the price picks projections. And if you're over football, that's okay too, because they still have NBA, NHL, and even MMA, boxing, tennis, NASCAR, disc golf, whatever you're looking for, you can find selections with prize picks and entries can be made in less than 60 seconds. It's so easy and it's safe and fast withdrawals as well. And they're currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That means if you put in $100, you get $100 back. If you put in $50, you get $50. So don't forget to use the promo code locked on all caps at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's continue the 2023 Bolty Awards with some more under the radar awards that you don't see a lot around the league. But there are some that we're going to be sticking to, including best free agent signing, David. I mean, I think if you asked before the season, You probably would say J.C. Jackson, right? Maybe most likely to do that. Obviously not him now. I think you would say Sebastian Joseph Day is another one. He wasn't even really in the running for me in this award because there were a lot of them and a lot of bargains. Coupon Tom struck again in this offseason, and let's give some credit to Brandon Staley because there was a lot of guys willing to come to the Chargers on one-year deals 
to try to regain some value. And a lot of them did. So, David, who are you giving the Bolte Award for in 2023 for the best free agent signing this year? Yeah, this was probably one of the more difficult ones to come up with an answer for because there were several quality candidates to pick from, which definitely is not something you can always say about the, the Chargers free agent options that they have decided to sign. But I think the person I am choosing for best free agent signing is Bryce Callahan. I think Bryce Callahan was fantastic for the chargers, especially after who was manning the slot before him. And that was Chris Harris jr, which was a unmitigated disaster. I mean, I think we can all sit here and admit that Chris Harris jr was probably past his prime when he was playing for the chargers. There was a lot of miscommunication issues and Bryce Callahan came in, We always knew that the talent was never a question. It was his ability to stay healthy. He was able to stay healthy for the most part this season, and we really got to see him really play at his best. I feel like he is. But he missed one game this year. That's crazy. Yeah. Most comfortable in this system, really stabilized that slot cornerback position, which allowed the Chargers secondary to be very multiple. And the Chargers secondary was very, very good against the pass. And Bryce Callahan was a huge reason why. That's a great selection. I, I think that's definitely one of the right answers because I think that there's multiple. I think you could say Kyle Van Noy as well, especially yes. five sacks in the last five games. He ended up towards the end of the season, a big part of their four-game winning streak, really big sacks in all of those games. Yep. I'm going to go with Morgan Fox. I, I think that Yeah, for I love me, that choice too. He was just by far the best player for the Chargers at his position, right? Yeah. And, and I think that speaks a lot. I mean, you can make it... Michael Davis is probably their best corner. Sante Samuel Jr. is up there. Bryce Callahan, all those guys were really good. Well, imagine if he got to play from the beginning and didn't have to worry about Jerry Tillery stealing his snaps. Imagine how many sacks he would have ended the season with. Yeah, and that's crazy because he had six and a half this season, which is the most in like 10 years for the Chargers. (laughs) It it really is. I mean, looking back, I ran out of time going back through the seasons after I got to 10 years. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it, it. he... Really had a career season, a career high in sacks. And it's just crazy because it made sense. You know, he went to the Panthers after being on the Rams and had a really underwhelming season. Had six sacks in his last season with the Rams in 2020 under Brandon Staley. Then comes back and has six and a half this year while not starting or getting all the snaps early on in the season. And down the stretch, he was great as well. I mean, he had two sacks in a game down the stretch. That was great to see. It was just he was by far and away the Chargers' best interior rusher. Uh, there was yep. not even close. And Absolutely. you could tell because the rest of the Chargers' defensive tackles combined for four sacks this year. And that's including Jerry Tillery, who didn't end the season on the Chargers. So everyone yeah. else, four sacks. Morgan Fox by himself, six and a half sacks, which is nuts. All right, yeah. let's get to the most improved player, David, because that one was really, really tough. Who did you end up going with? Yeah, that one was a, that was a really tough one. But I think when you consider where this player was to where he turned out to be this season. I don't think there's any other answer other than Trey Pipkins. Trey Pipkins is definitely your most improved player because we knew what he was, or actually we didn't know what he was because there was a lot of uneven play and a lot of it was more on the bad side than the good side. I think we saw really, really flashes. Bad. Yes. Yeah. We saw some flashes of goodness, the last season towards 2021, the end, where, he got right. in one game for Slater COVID list. I then got yeah. in one game for storm Norton. Right. Yeah. And, and he played, played very good in both of those games, but we still knew there was a lot of improvement that was needed for him to take that next step and, and turn into not just a starter, but a, 
high quality starter for the Chargers. He only yeah. allowed two sacks in 586 Crazy. pass blocking snaps while dealing with an MCL injury most of the season. So my hat is off to Trey Pipkins. He definitely deserves and earns this most improved player of the year Bolte award. He does. He's the right answer, even though there's it feels like a lot of right answers, right? I mean, Drew Tranquil would fit in this category. Yeah. Shout out to Alohi Gilman. Definitely Absolutely. one of the most improved chargers, hands down. Joshua Kelly looking completely Huge honorable different. mention there for me. 4.2 yards per carry. The highest he'd ever had before was 3.2. Only raised that by an entire Rededicated yard. Rededicated himself, looked fantastic in training camp, and went on to have a great season. Yeah, and just missed some games. Obviously, had a stint sure. on IR, which hurts you know the overall counting numbers. But Trey sure. Pipkins was probably the best Chargers offensive lineman, not named Corey Lindsley this year. Yeah. Last year when we were having this conversation, we said the biggest need on the Chargers was right tackle. You're looking for right tackles in the draft, right? Yeah, it's crazy that and they went in this season, you know, and we're like, is that safe to go in with just, you know, Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton? And, you know, when he was hurt, it was really bad behind him, but it wasn't his problem. And I mean, his numbers look even worse than they would if he had stayed healthy this year. And he tried to play through a lot. And I think he had a lot of brownie points and one of the top, if not the top resign for the Chargers. Let's get to the best draft pick this year. It's kind of crazy, David, that I don't even think that it's close. And I think it just obviously gets handed to Jamari Sawyer. Not the offensive lineman we thought it would go to. Not the player we thought it would go to. But Jamari Sawyer, to me, based on a curve, right? Starting at left tackle in the NFL as a guy who came in as a guard. To me, it it wasn't even close. Yeah, I think by far he was the best Chargers draft pick. And I really liked Zion Johnson. I like Zion Johnson, too, and I feel like Zion Johnson is going to be a member of this offensive line for a lot of years to come. I feel like he's a guy that just brings his lunch pail to work, gets his job done. I know he's going to improve. He's an extremely smart player. But when you talk about the saying out of the frying pan and into the fire, that's what Jamari Sawyer had to deal with this season. Came in, played excellent for the Chargers at left tackle at a premium position where if they didn't get that level of play, it could have tanked their season. That's just right there how important he was stabilizing this offense, allowing Justin Herbert to do what he does and operate this offense. You have to give all the credit in the world to Jamari Sawyer coming in as a sixth-round pick when I really had a, a higher grade. I think he was more of a third, fourth-round talent, and I think he showed everybody that that was truly the case after this just outstanding performance this season. Yeah, and I mean, it sets you up going forward. I mean, I think we all think he's going to play left guard, even though Matt Weiler was better down the stretch. Yeah. It it just makes too much sense in the Chargers and Capel enough where they're going to have to do it more than likely. Yeah, But he still, if you need him, can kick out to tackle, and that's going to be... And now you trust it. Exactly. And and the thing is, too, is like, it could have been, you know, a terrible Jamari Sawyer and Foster Sarrell starting games for the Chargers this year. You think that's oh, like yeah. your season? Like, that Whew. was a possibility. Instead, you're going to have him and Trey Pipkins, hopefully, and Zion Johnson and Corey Lindsley and Rashawn Slater. And that's something I think you can feel good about going into oh, next yeah. year. But Jasir Taylor, also a good rookie. Xander yes. Horvath, you know, not much expected, did fine. Dean, Scored a couple Dean Leonard. Yeah, Dean mm-hmm. Leonard, I think, really, as a special teams player, huge. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. Great special team season. Like the charge got a lot of contributions. Isaiah Spiller, JT Woods, the jury is still out. Tito yeah. had some moments. Tito Abonia, the fifth yeah. round defensive tackle, and we'll see. But a lot of good there. 
And there's an even better award we have yet to give it out at the 2023 Bolte Awards, David. And that is the Clown of the Year. You can take your guesses. You can put it in the YouTube comments if you want. You can comment on Apple Podcast Reviews wherever. I think we know where this is going. We're also going to be getting into much more of the best game of the year and which player is most likely to make you throw your remote at the television because I think most Charger fans had that moment this season. I'm also really excited to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they are the number one sportsbook in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Since you guys listen to this show, all you have to do is download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. I know I'm going to be looking at all of the best prop bets during the Super Bowl. That is the best thing to do at Super Bowl. That's what Super Bowl is all about, prop bets. And with FanDuel, you get the same game parlay where you can bet multiple bets in the same game and multiply your winnings. And best of all, you can get paid instantly with FanDuel. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official betting sponsor of the NFL. Now it's time to get into the best of the 2023 Bolty Awards, and we wanted to have some fun with today's show, and we wanted to have some fun awards to give out. So let's start here with the one that everyone's wondering about, David, and it is the COTY not coach of the year, which is Ryan Ficken, by the way. Congratulations. Here's your oh, yeah. award. Absolutely. Yes. The clown of the year throughout everywhere. And it could be anywhere on earth. It's not even football related. It doesn't have to be. You can go with any clown you want anywhere in the world, David, for your clown of the year award. Who are you going with? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great options. I mean, you might say Ronald McDonald. You, you might say Bozo the Clown. You mean Crush the Clown is <laughs> a good option. Pennywise, maybe. I mean, even the Joker. Uh, but oh, the I Joker. think the only true answer to this one is the social media clown himself, <laughs> Emmanuel Acho. There is no other better answer than Emmanuel Acho. He is definitely the clown of the year. Yeah, if anyone has a clown of the year better than that, go ahead and put it in the comments. I don't think anyone is going to beat it. And like... It couldn't have worked out any better for the most part. I mean, with how everything kind of played out, you know, to a starting hot and Emmanuel Acho just throwing himself full bore in an attempt to get quicks, in an attempt to get traction. And in that sense, it worked. He got oh, yeah. a ton of quicks. He showed exactly how many Chargers fans were out there because he could have picked any fan base to pick on and get their interactions and farm those interactions. He went with the Chargers and the Chargers fans responded, right? And rightfully so, because what he was saying was idiotic. Using Justin Herbert for clout, being spectacularly wrong and saying that it all decided who was better in that draft class was going to be the Chargers and Dolphins game in prime time on Sunday Night Football. And what ends up happening? The Dolphins get beat. Tua looks terrible. Justin Herbert looks great. And he was a clown. And he said, I'm not going to talk about Justin Herbert for the rest of the season. Well, that was wrong. Continued to keep bringing him down. Continued to move the goalposts. When Tua was obviously not better than Justin Herbert, which everyone knew right before that game going into it and so much more went into it. Then it was Joe Burrow, right? No, now Joe Burrow is better than Justin Herbert. It's like, okay, well, yeah. So it's Patrick Mahomes, right? If we're just going to keep going, you're just going to find different players to say are better than Justin Herbert. Well, guess what? The list is extremely small. So there's only a couple of guys you could say that about. And the only guy, I mean, the Chargers got the last of the three picks in that draft class. 
Yes, they're all going to be compared. The Chargers got who they got because the Dolphins. It's not like the Chargers picked Herbert over Tua and were spectacularly right. It's not like the Chargers picked Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow. It all is super arbitrary, but for Emmanuel Acho to do what he did, I just thought was insane. Tried not to feed into it when I could hold my tongue, but pretty stupid to call someone a social media quarterback and just to kind of tear a player down who literally could not be asking for any less attention, you know, and I think that's the frustrating part. Yeah, I mean, just so so unassuming, such a likable guy. I mean, he doesn't do or say anything to anybody. He just hates the limelight. He just goes out there, does his job, and then goes back to being a hermit. That's just who Justin Herbert is. He didn't ask for any of this attention, but I guarantee you when the lights are on bright and you are questioning what his capabilities are, he's going to go out there and answer emphatically. Emmanuel Acho, here's your 2023 Bolte Award. You earned it. That's true. Let's get to the best game of the year, the most satisfying game of the year. And that is also kind of included in this because for me, it was Chargers versus Dolphins. Second for me would be Rams Chargers because I went to a game. Thunder Alley was great. Uh, I really had a lot of time. Went with my dad. Super cool moment. And maybe the easiest game we got to watch this year. You know, Chase Daniel played as much in that game as he did against the Broncos in week 18. So that was nice with the playoffs on the line, clinching the playoffs right there. We really having the playoffs clinch already and still going out and doing what they did. I thought was a great game, but it was to it was versus Justin Herbert, partially because you know what a man you watch on the craziness there, but mostly just to get people to shut up about it. It's not like we were doing Tua versus Herbert. Nobody was really having that conversation. It was pretty obvious, even with, you know, Tua doing some great things this year. Exactly. Yeah, I, I never really subscribed to the Tua is better than Justin. I'm sorry. That was never the truth. Even though he was not, really good. And I don't yeah. want to take anything away from him. He no. I was super happy for that dude, especially with how much he up and downs. And I can't wait for him to get healthy. I'm hoping and praying that he will, because I want to see what that dude can this do. And obviously he proved a lot of people wrong. This has nothing to do with Tua and, and who he is as a person. And sure. he, by all accounts, in the beginning beginning of the year, had a great start to the season. Unfortunately, it did not finish that way. But when you came to these two guys going head to head, Tua couldn't look any worse. And Justin Herbert almost could not have looked any better. And that's why that game was the most satisfying game of the year. Easily to me. But let's get a couple more in here, David. We have to get the rest of the Bolte Awards. They're going to cut us off the TV here pretty soon. You know how it is. These big time award shows. I mean, they could have found a better host probably for it. You know, I guess all the big comedians were taking Chris Brock, you know, anyone. But let's get to this one here. The player most likely to make you throw your remote at the television. I feel like there's way more options most seasons, players that are frustrating enough to make you, you know, potentially break your TV. Who did you go with this year? Yeah, so I think the person that made me want to throw my remote at the TV was probably safety Nazir Adderley, just because I expected a lot more from Nas and I wanted to see a lot more. Felt like there was a lot more potential in his game, but unfortunately, he never really put it together in this system. And I think that's probably why we've probably seen the last of Nazir Adderley as a charger. But as far as the person who would definitely be more likely to throw their TV at the remote. I think we can all universally say that that's Joey Bosa or the remote at the TV. Yeah. See, I mean, I think that probably speaks for itself. Uh, I, I, you could definitely see Joey Bosa throwing things. (laughs) I mean, I haven't seen him do it, but it seems like he would throw things, you know, in a rage, if you know, he could. So my player to make most likely make me throw the remote at my own TV is not a player at all. I'm going with Joe Lombardi. Ah, <laughs> I cheated. I broke the rules. I'm going with you. Joe Lombardi. He is the guy that made me want to throw my TV at the remote. 
made me want to close my laptop when going back and rewatching the games, made me the most frustrated out of anyone in the Chargers organization. What could have been Jerry Tillery? J.C. Jackson obviously had some poor moments as well. Yeah. Kenneth Murray made me want to throw my remote at the TV much less this season. Yeah. That's improvement. And he did. He was, you know, one of the most improved players for sure. A lot better oh, yeah. even if it's not where it needs to be. But, you know, Matt Filer, Gerald Everett. There's a lot of candidates. Gerald Everett mostly just a couple of really the untimely drops. drops. Yeah. yeah. But Joe Lombardi, it runs away with Yeah, it. I think that's the right answer. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's Cheater. get to our biggest surprise. Bearing is deep in the show, but this guy definitely deserves that. I know me and you were in consensus of who the biggest surprise was this season. Who did you end up going with? Yeah, biggest surprise this season. I don't think it's much of a debate here. It's Michael Davis. Michael Davis was truly a revelation. And it was much like kind of Jamari Sawyer in, in the fact that he wasn't really starting for the Chargers. You know, we, that benched. was J.C. Jackson's spot. You know, they, they they took him off the field and eventually they had to take J.C. off the field. And, you know, he got hurt. And then Michael Davis had to step in and he authored a fantastic season. 15 passes defensed, 62 tackles, only four missed tackles uh, on the season Great. for Michael Davis, fantastic. which just a huge, huge improvement. Also, he allowed six touchdowns the year before. He cut that down to three touchdowns this season. So just a phenomenal comeback. Um, You know, it's amazing what happens when you can clear your mind of all the distractions, rededicate yourself to the system. And they gave him a laundry list of things to improve on techniques wise that they needed him to come back. And he worked on all of those and he really turned into one of the best players for the Chargers defense this season. Just a great year for Michael Davis. If he had played the whole season, he probably would have been close to my defensive player of the year. That's how good Michael Davis was this season. I mean, especially down the stretch, one of the better stretches of any corner I've seen from a Charger since I've covered the Chargers, yep. right? And then I've dominant. followed the Chargers for even longer. Casey Hayward, obviously, you know, his leading the NFL in interceptions years was nuts, and he was really, yep. really good. Yep. But for Michael Davis to be good, get a contract, be bad, have off the field, Issues in his own personal life, right? Nothing yep. that would have hurt the team at all, no. but obviously something that let him like let he let it affect his game, and he admitted sure. as much. Yeah, for him to replace J.C. Jackson in a game that J.C. Jackson actually got benched for his play before he got hurt, yeah. for him to come in and be easily the Chargers' best corner, even with Asante Samuel Jr. having some really good games down the stretch as well, not something I could have foreseen. It looked like he wasn't a fit. It looked like he was an obvious cut going into this year now, and now I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I, it seems more likely to get an extension maybe and tries to work some money out that way. Like yeah. it'd be my preference. He's still a young dude runs a four, yeah. three and is looking as good now as we've ever seen him. And a lot of that, you know, man to man coverage on Tyreek Hill, man to man coverage on Jalen Waddle. And that was a game where he fell down and gave a big touchdown, right? Still maybe his best game of the season. Michael Davis was oh, so yeah. good. He yes. improved so much. The fact that he did it truly inspiring. He was inspiring this season. It was fun to Michael watch, Davis. Man. Good for you, man. Good yes. for you, bro. That is really, really sick to see that journey and that roller coaster ride. And it seems sustainable, right? Yeah. Struggled in his first defense, got better. Struggled yeah. in his second defense, got so, so much better. Yes. Really, really good stuff from Michael Davis. But that is going to wrap up the 2023 Bolte Awards. Thank you, everyone. Your awards and trophies will be in the mail. They'll be sent out to you. I know. Thank you. you know, Justin, you're welcome. Austin, you're welcome. You know, all those things to be said as well. But thank you guys for listening today. We really appreciate it. Make sure you don't miss the best episodes like this. Make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also following the show 
for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find the show every day on our social media at Locked On Chargers on Twitter. Me at Dan Talk Sports, and for David Drogmeyer, Dro Talk SD. His DMs are always open. If you guys want to give awards to different players, you can do that in the comments. You can hit us up on social media as well. You can also find us on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page and at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. If you guys want to, you can also make sure that you call into the voicemail line. If you have some questions, we're going to continue getting into your, our Chargers, you know, mailbag. We might do some fan mail Friday stuff as well, and you can call in at three two three. 524-7924. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen. If you need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked on NFL so you can keep up with everything going on around the league during this offseason, which is probably going to be a wild one, and you're going to get local experts like no other company can give you with Locked on your team every day. We'll be back with you guys on Monday. As always, until then, take it easy and go Bolts.